here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations. Limited time only. Plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Hello everybody and welcome to the Super Jcast. I'm Joel Abraham, joined by Damon McDonald. How are you, my friend? We are well. It's a it's a slow week this week. Um, the post G1 blues, as we like to call it, um, where everybody is off and everybody is off doing different things, and New Japan kind of takes a back seat. Uh, but uh, listen, we wanted to get together. Let's do let's do a show. We kind of opened it up to a lot of you, the listeners for your uh, questions and feedback and uh, kind of get you guys involved. So uh, that's that's the – you guys are driving the ship sort of this week um, with Joel as the uh, the co-passenger, co-driver, co-something. Um, and, and if that doesn't work out, we'll give you our diet tips. So, <laughs> so we can go into that as well. Yeah, we're both trying to get in shape because we want to look our hunkiest for – all the adoring fans who are going to come and meet us and want to take photos of us at, at Madison Square Garden in April, yeah, right? That's listen. We're, it's going to be like the Beatles coming to New York, or Duran Duran in '84, or uh, uh, One Direction. It's going to be. That's what's what's going to feel like when we hit Madison Square Garden. Um, you know, the, the 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 focus and the shift will be on us instead of the product. I'm sure, as as seventeen thousand fans go screaming. For Damon and Joel, <laughs> Boy, that ain't gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, that that was all ironic. We're not expecting anyone to mm. come to meet us. Uh, if you, uh, I, <laughs> I've asked people to give me crisps. Yeah. So, yeah. if I if I if I get you know one bag of crisps given to me at Madison Square Garden, I'll be a happy man. Well, and I, actually, on the topic of crisps, um, someone on our Discord, um, it was John Ensman actually told me about these crisps called the whole shebang have you heard of these crisps no are they oh oh yeah are those the one that you showed me yes the prison crisps yeah, <laughs> yeah no, no i now from what i've i've read all, all these articles and stuff apparently they're like the most delicious crisps in the world it's like every flavor mixed together there's like you know a bit of barbecue a bit of salt and vinegar so they sound incredible so i'm gonna do my very best to try and get my hands on some of them why don't you do this i mean I'll I can get them and ship them to you. Um, now I got a care package going to uh, editor Dan that literally has been sitting in my in, in my dining room table for two weeks now. <laughs> but luckily, all of these these things are non perishable, <laughs> so we're, we're fine. Um, but I got to send that out. Why don't I I'd look for the, these chips or crisps, and uh, I can send them to you if you if you can't wait. Or if you need to have the surprise come April and the the treat then. So you tell me, we can do either. 
I will wait. Ah. I will wait for April. So I've, I've got three big things to look forward to. For, meeting your hunky self mm. in the flesh. Yes. This amazing wrestling show we're going to go to and finally getting to taste these delicious crisps. So I can hardly wait. Yes. I, I'll tell you what, though. You... You were kidding around, and you know I kind of went the one extreme. I think you went the other extreme. There are going to be people that are going to come up to us and and meet us, and that's you know both a good thing for me and a bad thing for me because then I can't handle all that. I have to drink and it would be nuts. Um, but there will be, and just in our section alone, um, you know, um, London Joel, as we like to call him, um, is is coming in for this. Him and his wife. Um, there are other people from like Chicago and, and California that I know coming to this show. Um, so at the very least, you're going to be meeting a handful of people. And if we kind of work our thing, and again, we are in very pre- preliminary stages, but we're going to do something, whether it's a meetup, whether it's maybe something more, who knows? Uh, but we're going to do something um, come April for this Madison Square Garden show. It should be a great time. Um, again, what it looks like right now, we don't know, but we know definitely something will occur that that weekend. Yeah, I'm also excited to meet some of the people from Voices of Wrestling mm-hmm. who have uh, been listening to their stuff for a very long time. So if you're looking for me, I probably won't be in my seat. I'll be looking for them. So <laughs> there you go. By that time, maybe we'll have the T-shirt. So, you know. <laughs> you yes. Big big T-shirt news coming soon. Mm-hmm. When we finally pull our finger out and pony up that. What, how much have we got to pay? Seventy five dollars for the yeah seventy five bucks for the tees. pro wrestling tees. We'll pony that up. Um, we have like again, we have one design complete, right? And then we're, we we're, are we waiting for another one? I mean, we actually have three. I mean, we have our logo that we have, right? Um, and then we have the number one design. We'll call it. Um, and are we waiting for number two, Joel? Yeah, we are. Okay. Another idea has popped into my head. Do you know the Thai artist Tapla? Yes, yes, I do. I'm tempted to commission her to do some like chibi art of uh, you and I together. Oh. You know, sort of like Golden Lover style. Wouldn't that be self indulgent? That would be that would, That's right up my alley. Self indulgent is I'm, I'm the king of. Uh, you know what? I would be in on that. I let's do that. Yes. All right. So, yes. Let's do that. That'd be fun. All right. Um, Scampy, stop it. No. He's biting plastic again. Oh, no. Oh, dear. Uh, Am I going to have to? No, I'm going to have to go and stop him. Because he he loves chewing on plastic, and then he'll swallow it, and he'll get ill. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. One moment, please. Um, While I'm chastising my cat, um, <laughs> I don't know. You talk about something. All right, I'll take care of this from here, Joel. You uh, take care of what's going on there. Uh, that cat, I'll tell you what, uh, is uh, quite quite the showstopper. And uh, literally, the showstopper. I stopped the show. Uh, but it has his own uh, little uh, section on our Discord. And here's me vamping, by the way. Um, and maybe Scampy can come with us to Madison Square Garden. Wouldn't that be wonderful? To see, uh... yeah, I'll pack him in my suitcase. <laughs> I, I, you know what he does actually? We bought these little snacks from him from Spain, uh, little chicken cubes. Mm. But he doesn't eat them; he just plays around with them. And every time we're about to go on holiday, he picks up his chicken cube and he puts them in our suitcase. And it really breaks my oh heart because in in my mind, sort of, I'm projecting onto him that he's 
wanting to come on holiday with us and he's putting his snack in the suitcase because you know he wants a little snack oh, on the journey my goodness and then it makes me really sad yeah. my cats don't want anything to do with me it's it's hilarious so my wife will go away on business for like a week and it's, this one just happened like maybe two weeks ago and the cats know when she goes away because she brings up her suitcase uh like her luggage um and, and starts packing and the cats see that and know that mom's going away for a while and so I drop her off at the airport, come back, and every time, Joel, this has, she's probably been away for a week three times. She usually is like you know, two days, three days at the most. But when she, every time she goes away, I come back from the airport. I kid you not. Come home, open the door, and there's cat puke everywhere. Everywhere, right? I, I, it's unbelievable. Like they don't throw up all the time. Well, one of them does. But um, – Everywhere, every time they leave. So I, I, I'm like, oh fuck, and I hate, I hate cleaning it up. So I clean it up. Uh, but then they like they don't they don't come out to see me. They don't they don't like and and at like the one cat sits by this our dining. We always come in the back door. Like our house is the way the driveway is set up. You pull into the driveway and you're closer to the back door than walking around to the front door. So we always go in the back door. And then we, our dining room is kind of right like right there. Um, and the cat sits, so she hears the, the, the beep of the horn, like when we pull into the driveway to, boop, boop, to lock the, you know, lock the door. And then we go up the steps and the cat's here and the cats sit by the, the, what? Nobody cares about this, but the cats sit by the dining room table. Uh, so like when I leave to go out and come back and I come in the door and the first you see them, they're all excited. And then they look at me and the sheer disappointment that is on their face. They're just like, fucking A. And I'm like, yep, it's me, asshole. Not this guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, assholes. It's, it's me. Um, and it's, it's a week of that. Um, so they want nothing to do with me. They, they, whatever. What are you going to do? Well, the separation anxiety is real. It is. I'm telling you. It, it, I truly believe it is. Um, they, they love mom. Me? I don't want anything to fucking do with. Story of my fucking life. What are you going to do? All right. Well, I'm going to uh, perk you up a bit by starting this show off by reading some of our new iTunes reviews. Oh, so no. We've got three nice ones here. One's from Vinny Mac. He says, The Super J cast think that you, the audience, are quite frankly tired of having your in- intelligence insulted. They also think that you're tired of the same old simplistic analysis of, He's working heel! Surely the era of the podcast that takes itself too seriously and has unlikable and unrelatable hosts is definitely passe. Oh, I'm sweating now. Uh, therefore, the Super J cast has embarked on a far more innovative and contemporary campaign that is far more invigorating and extemporaneous than ever before. The Super J cast is definitely the cure for the common show. Um, I think he's probably been a bit too generous there. <laughs> yeah. Just, but what it, two idiots talking about wrestling. Right, right, right. I'm literally, shit. literally right now I'm sitting in my underwear <laughs> doing a show. <laughs> All right, so I mean, um, a lot of thinking going into that, but uh, and we appreciate that. But um, yeah, we're just two dopes talking about New Japan Pro Wrestling. But we appreciate it. Thanks. Okay, next one is from Jay Weezy, nineteen eighty one. I used to listen to the Purocast, and although a good podcast, there were times when. Oh, okay, no, I don't want to read this. Oh no! I'll take out the first sentence. I'm going to take out the first okay. sentence. Now we have the J Cast, and Joel is an absolute delight. Oh. All 
I feel that Joel has really elevated both the show in general and also his Damon's input too. The whole thing feels very energised and upbeat, which I really appreciate. The shows are generally well-paced, informative and fun. These guys clearly both love New Japan and I like that we get the views of two people who are quite different in terms of how long they've watched and also where they're watching from. Also, crisps, five snowflakes. Cheers, lads. Well, that's, again, you know, I, I, I always say, I always say to you, that I appreciate where the show is gone and the energy that you bring, because I, I agree with that 100%, and the humor and the – here's what Joel does, and, and I will say this uh, without without question. So I'm going to get Dan to edit this out. <laughs> no, I like no, it. I'm embarrassed no, don't, don't. I didn't I, I didn't realize it was just going to be like no, a is, Joel circle jerk it, when I started reading it's it. It's fine, because here's the thing. Um, and again, this is not a, a – a Colin bash by any stretch of imagination, because I said, you know, a lot of the success, I would say much of the success for the pure cast is because of, because of Colin and what he did. Um, I felt like I was just like the, the fucking dope that talked about wrestling, you know what I mean? But like a lot of the hard work that he did. And, but here's the thing that here's what, here's not only do you do that, but here's, there's something else that, 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 Again, it is that different perspective. It is that different mindset. It is that different. And what you do is, and you kind of school me on this a little bit, is is this idea of everyone has different opinions. And everyone not only has different opinions, but everyone likes different things about the same things that you like, right? And none none are bad and none are better than than yours or theirs is not better than yours but people are looking at this the, a, a product and getting enjoyment from it in different ways um and that's one thing that i continue to struggle with right there are times where it's just like ah, oh, why is this like it, it but you come to the fucking rescue and are like well you know i want to keep this show open and i want to keep this show you know, to, to not be a circle jerk and to to have other people have opinions. I mean, and I truly believe, you know, one of the things that where people were, were like, uh, you know, kind of skittish a little bit on is a lot of the, like our, the, the, the hunky talk. Right. I know it. I because I because I, I, I can I hear that right from people that are you know, more uh, along the lines of my school of thinking of what pro wrestling should be. Right, I'm, I'm. I'm. Listen, let's let's pull back the curtain a little bit. So, you know that that. But the idea of doing that is, you know what? Not for nothing. For how many years pro wrestling has been on this earth? It's always been about a a you know male dominated male kind of centric male agenda focus when it comes to pro wrestling. And you people can fill in the blank of what that means. And and this is just kind of a little tip of the cap to say, to acknowledge that, to say, you know, there is probably a huge subsection of people that don't quite get the the enjoyment of pro wrestling that they could in, in the past of, you know, that they can now, you know, and the freedom to be able to enjoy a product that was was really this macho-y, male-dominated thing. Like, I can't imagine people, and again, enjoying a product that they do now, like in the 80s, you know, with just terrible fucking stereotypical gimmicks, 
You know what I mean? And the way that the the the, the wrestling business was geared, um, I, I would I, if you know I would have a hard time enjoying that product. You know, it would be very difficult. But the fact that we do what we do. And again, I think a lot of it is is just the way that the show flows and and that. But there is a actual conscious decision to say, hey, you know what? We don't necessarily just want to be this guy beat that guy, this guy beat that guy, this guy beat that that guy, and and we kind of want a bigger, wider audience. We want a, a wider net, and if that means losing some people along the way, I don't want to do that. But if that happens, uh, you know, for the greater good and the wider net. Yeah, I, I'm I'm so supportive of that. I really am, um, and and that's what and that's what you have done so far for this show. Um, so I appreciate that. So if it's, if it's a circle jerk, so be it. But I'm I'm saying that. And lest we forget, of course, I'm not to everyone's tastes. Uh, I'm going to read out a review here, which was sent my way. We've all had a bit of a giggle over this one. Right. Uh, Puracast is better than the Super Jcast. I tried it. I don't like the new co-host. He seems like someone I'd punch in the throat real quick, and I'd have to apologize to for his own cunt behavior. Oh. So it's it's not all, you know, sweetness and light. <laughs> There's some people who hate me, and that's okay. That's absolutely fine. You're, you're all entitled to your opinion. I don't think anybody I, hates I genuinely you. genuinely don't mind. I don't think anybody hates you. I think... Uh, this guy wants to punch me in yeah, the throat. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that, that is, punch you in the... That's... that's, a, that's Come on. Over a podcast? Jeez, looks Christ. Well, what can I say? All right, I'm going to read one more. This is uh, by The Man That Gravity Remembered. Mm. Uh, the title is Came for the Crisps, Stay for the Wrestling. The English hosts love crisps. Zack Sabre Jr. likes you flavor strong zeros and hates the Tories. It's a shame he's not from the North, but you can't have everything. The American hosts love crisps, booze, and Britpop, even menswear. At some point, possibly about two-thirds in, they will talk about New Japan Pro Wrestling. <laughs> this is my sleeper podcast of the year, an oasis of excellence in the blur of the podcast world, and is simply a different class to anything else. Ah. Would I recommend it? Definitely. No, maybe. So very, very clever. Yeah. I, I like that one. I like, all the, I like all the references. I did get the different class one, the pulp reference. Good job. Um, and, and again, the critiques are there. We do, we do warm up the engines a little bit. We do not jump right in. Um. And, but people know that, right? At this point, at this point, if you're if you're still complaining about that, then, you know what I mean? Like you know this is what it is. Like, it's like complaining that the sky is blue at this point. Uh, but no, very good job. And again, the critiques aside, uh, and again, we take critiques, and you know if they're, if they're well thought out, absolutely. But punching the throat, Jesus Christ. Uh, all right. No, but I like those ones as well because they're funny. They are funny. And they make me laugh. So even if you want to absolutely bury me and, and call me names and stuff, then I'll, I will get some enjoyment out of that, like the soy boy thing. So just, whatever you got, just just throw it my way. Listen, and, I got called George the Animal Steel last night. So, you know, you know I'll, I'll, I, I might take the punch in the throat over that rude comment on our own Discord. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I know, right? Like, come on, guys. Dave, Damon is a sensitive soul. Oh. That's, that's why I love him. So let's let's be gentle. Oh. I know the person who did that didn't mean it, right. but words can be very, very hurtful. It so can. Let's take care. Let's take care of each other. Yeah? <laughs> hurt my heart. I saw that. I was like, like I thought he wanted me to comment on it. And I was like, oh, he means me. <laughs> and I'm trying to enjoy this NXT show, which was very good, by the way. I don't. Did you catch it? I did, yeah. Wasn't it good? That was, I mean, listen, I don't want to turn this into NXT, shake them ropes, but... Um, that was a good fucking show, and that might go down as one of the best shows of the year. 
You told me we weren't going to talk about NXT. I know, I did. You want me to launch into my rant about it? You you want to do it? Okay, here's the thing. Yeah. I I thought three of the matches were really, really good. Mm. Uh, The EC3 Velveteen Dream match is a bit meh. Like, Velveteen Dream, everyone and their mother are praising him as like the the saviour of wrestling, whatever. He's still very, very green, very clunky, clumsy. Mm. He's got a long way to go. Uh, EC3 I don't really care for. So that match was pretty average for me. Main event, right? I came up with an absolute zinger in the uh, Voices Wrestling Slack chat. So I said, with regards to, okay, I said, uh, Okada Tanahashi leaves a little trail of breadcrumbs for you, but Gargano versus Champa matches shove a baguette up your ass. Mm. You didn't like it? I thought I thought the match was really good. Really? I thought that I thought that was really funny. <laughs> it was funny. I liked My it. Joke. And it was funny. It was just, okay, look, that Gargano Champion match was just like however long it was, like half an hour of call back, call back. Do you remember this? Yeah. Oh, do you remember when he did this? Oh look, there's the crutch. Oh, there's the knee brace. Oh, do you remember when he smashed his head into the thing? And oh when he peeled the mat off the thing and oh remember this, remember this, remember this. It's just like ah right. oh, God, where's the wrestling? Right. Where's the wrestling? But here's the it thing. Just, it was the same as their other matches. I'm, I'm just totally done with that feud, David. Really? I think my hot take, the best match those two had was in the Cruiserweight Classic. And everything else since then, has just been overbooked, mawkish. Just, I, I, I don't like it. Wow. I, I here's the thing. I don't watch, uh, like, I don't watch the weekly show. I literally only watch takeovers, right? And I, ha- I don't even watch them all, right? I'll watch kind of select matches, and and it's not like I'm like, oh, anti WWE. It's just, I just like, I just don't have the time. And if, if something's got to get weeded out, it's going to be something from them. But I I saw this the, the lineup and I was like this is a fucking indie supercard right um, I like every one of their matches man I I thought I thought the match was really good and and as far as like last man standing matches which can be fucking kind of silly and dopey and I I really thought this match was was brutal um, the one spot was what was it the the um, uh, not the tiger driver um, from table to table. Um, I don't, I don't fucking the one that was like thirty seconds into the match. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you see my issue with the pacing here? Yeah, I, I uh, listen. I and then the finish comes when Gargano falls over some boxes right. and can't get up. <laughs> right, right, right. There was literally thirty minutes of murder, and then he, he trips over a couple boxes and he can't get. I know, I know. Um, I did, I did kind of eye roll that one. Uh, look, it's WWE. Uh, so you got to take it with a bit of a grain of salt. But I thought the tag match was was great. Not as good as the one from uh, Royal Albert Hall, uh, but still great. Again, it's it's. I miss Kyle O'Reilly so much, and I say that like knowing I could just turn on the TV and watch him. But you know what I mean. Um, I think Adam Cole and 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 Ricochet was was great. Um, I thought I thought Baszler and um, what do they call Kyrie Sane now? Uh, I thought that was good. I thought it was really good. Um, nah, I, I really like the show. I guess, and again, maybe it's because I step back. I don't watch it all the time. I don't, but for like, I kind of go. You go into like, a, I've been more disappointed by WWE stuff than anything else, right? But to go into it and watch this and be like, ah, oh, this was. I don't know. I liked it a lot. I thought it was uh, arguably a, a show of the year contender. I liked it as well. I think takeovers always a. A very solid bet you're going to get a really good show and generally it's well paced you you get five matches and most of them will deliver 
but I just I, I can't get with this Gargano Champa feud. I'm, I'm done with it. All right, all right. Well, listen, all right. I, I, everybody's yelling at their uh, audio devices right now. Talk New Japan. There's nothing I'm fucking talking about. But uh, fifty. Well, how many questions do we get? Fifty two. Jesus Christ. I, I have got some New Japan news things oh. to pick your brains on before we get into the questions. Good. Okay. So sh- shall I get into that? Yeah, let's okay. do that. Uh, first thing, uh, Kenny Omega takes shot at Hiroshi Tanahashi. So uh, current IWGP heavyweight champion Kenny Omega fired a shot at Tanahashi. He called him an egomaniac and said he's glad he won't be at all in and referred to his fans as a cult. So... Mm-hmm. Uh, he said in the tweet, what's crazy is that his, talking about Tanahashi, his dwindling mini cult will still believe every word he says. A complete egomaniac. Sure glad he ain't all in. So what are your thoughts on Kenny Omega attacking Tanahashi and calling him an egomaniac? I think the funniest line is the cult line. Because, geez, if if Bullet Club fans aren't a cult, I don't know what it is. Like, let's put it this way. No one emails us uh, when we criticize Tanahashi. But if we say two things about Bullet Club shit, it's like, wow, do you fucking suck? <laughs> so, uh, um, again, we're building a we're building a match, right? We're building heat, and we're building. Uh, I, I think that's a pro wrestling thing going on right there. But apparently, even in the past, Kenny has had you know little little jabs at Tanahashi, right? Um, and and if I'm not mistaken, he had said. Something along the lines of that they, they don't necessarily get along, period. You know what I mean? Like, not even like, oh, I don't like you as a, you know, wrestling-wise. Like, they just, they're just not people that would hang out together or, you know, whatever the case may be. So, um, while there might be a shred of truth to that, maybe they don't, you know. But I think that, you know, the majority of that was pro wrestling talk. And that's, that's fine. You know, you know that's, that's fine. Any chance of Tanahashi being all in? When, that's in September, September first, right? Um, yeah. I don't know. I don't have a schedule in front of me, but um, no, nah, I don't think he'll be at all in. I don't think he'll be on. Well, I mean, what, what we got? Uh, the, I think the big thing coming out of, of all in, and correct me if I'm wrong. If you're going to get to there, I'll, I'll I'll bail out. But it's uh, Mysterio maybe not being there. Uh, I know they were kind of hoping he would. Uh, but there was talk that he won't be there because of his WWE dealings. Um, but no, I don't think Tanahashi will be there. I think Okada's scheduled for, to be there, right? He's going against Marty Skrull. Um, I don't think we'll see Tanahashi there. All right, next up on the docket is uh, uh, Okada, who says that he's going to be all by himself without Gedo from now on. Mm. He worked as his manager of six and a half years, but we're going to break up for our positive futures. I'm smiling not because I'm happy, because this is kind of sad. But it's a positive decision. We'll stay as chaos. We might tag, but he's no longer my manager. And then Gado said, everyone knows that the Rainmaker doesn't need me anymore. I'll be staying behind the stage to support Okada. You're not going to quit chaos, right? And then Okada said, no, no. Huh. That's that's yes, yes. <laughs> In pro wrestling, dog. Um, it, kind of, it was kind of weird. It was kind of came out of nowhere, right? There really wasn't anything done about this other than just a, uh, you know, a post-match presser. Um... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what that what that signifies. And the only thing it really, honestly, could signify is that you know he is leaving chaos. Um, that's uh, that's a little bit of a shame. Like I don't know if this is more his new character development, and like this is not just a little pit stop 
on you know on his road back to recovery. Um, this is really a, a big part of his character, I would think. You know, having him as you know, ghetto as you know his hype man and his and his manager, so to speak. And I don't know. Um, it, it feels like there's something more to that. Like I, I just don't think it's going to be a just just that. And maybe that might be the North American fans speaking in me, but um, it, that just seemed really weird that it was just like, okay, that's that. We're done five years and we're moving on. Moving on to what? Like what Like what? What could you accomplish without him? And again, I'm speaking in pro wrestling terms. What could you accomplish without him that you weren't able to accomplish with him? That's. It just seems like it's just a really weird, we're not going to do this anymore for no reason when it's pro wrestling and why wouldn't there be a reason yeah i certainly will miss gato being at ringside i think he really brought a lot to those matches hearing him screaming encouragement and just the little things like during the uh okada omega four match at dominion and every time uh kenny would hit okada with the v trigger Gator would have his head in his hands and turning away like he can't bear to watch. And when Kenny's hoisting him up for the one-wing danger, you can hear Gato screaming, no, 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 no. And I thought that brought a lot of drama to the table. So uh, definitely will be missed from my end. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, like I said, I just think that there's it's, it's pro wrestling. It, you can turn this into whatever you want to turn this into. And to me, it does feel like just another little nugget in the chaos faction feud whether it be, uh, well, not whether it be, it'll be Jay White Okada. Um, maybe, may, wouldn't it be something if Ghetto comes out with Jay White, <laughs> right? <laughs> wouldn't that be something? Uh, so, again, uh, I, I, it's pro wrestling. I think we'll see more to this than just press conference by everybody. We're splitting up. Okay, well, speaking of uh, Okada, he said... Well, no, Tanahashi said in his post-G1 press conference uh, that he already has an opponent in mind to whom he lost at Wrestling Dontaku and whom he drew with in the G1. He says he wants to go to the Dome after knocking down Okada. He says he needs to understand Okada's strength well enough so he thinks there's a need to defend his briefcase against Okada even if there's a risk of losing. And that's from uh, translations from uh, Strigger on Twitter who runs the, the excellent Eastern Larrett podcast. So... What are your thoughts on this potential upcoming briefcase defense between uh, Okada and Tanahashi? When do you think will happen, and who do you think wins? Well, that's great. Honestly, remember last week? First of all, this is the news of the week to me, right? To me, this is like we opened the show with, eh, not going a lot going on in New Japan. Honestly, this is, to me, the, the meatiest thing that went on. And... It's exciting because for the one of the first times, it really feels like this briefcase is in jeopardy, right? It does feel that way to me. Um, I knew I what was it just just last week you asked what is the you know what are the chances of the percentage excuse me of us getting Omega and Tanahashi. And I was like, 99.99. Guess what? That that news and that press conference and that um, announcement, that shaved off a considerable percentage 
I, I'm I'm Tanahashi Okada. Tanahashi hasn't beaten Okada, you know, in what three, four last meetings. Um, and and to me, you could easily do another Kenny and and and, and Kenny. Kenny, did I, say, did I say just say Kenny and Kenny? Kenny and Kenny. <laughs> well, I bet he would love to do that. He, he would have would a match with himself. himself. He probably would. It'd probably be at least four stars, right, Dave? Um, look, you know what I mean, Okada and, and Omega. Uh, you could still do that, right? You could still do that at the dome. So, what are my percentages now? 75 75 I'll go I might even go a little lower I I I if he's never done the swap of the briefcase never done it this might be the time this might be the year um I I I mean it, it would not be totally out of question it's not like he's fucking wrestling evil right it's not like he's wrestling uh fucking you know I'm trying to think of fucking you know Hangman Page, right? This and no offense to Hangman Page, but you know what I mean, right? We're just he's just not in that pecking order. This is this is a big deal. This match is happening sooner than later, right? I mean, the, I mean what we're looking at right now is that match and Ishii and Omega, and and you know that show is going to be amazing. Um, I always get the names of the shows mixed up in one area. Dominion is the next one around the corner, right? Destruction. Destruction. All right, my bad. Um, I always get, I always fuck up the name, so don't kill me on that one. Um, it, I mean, that's the talk is that we're going to get both those matches at that show. That's fucking great. Ishii, Omega, Okada, Tanahashi. Fuck, great. Uh, and again, I really feel like. And, and and again, I'm I'm curious to hear your thoughts on this. Is that that briefcase is in jeopardy, and for, and for the first time, you really feel it? I don't think so. For a number of reasons, one, I don't think they're going to go back to Okada against Omega at the Dome. I think it's too soon for that. And what I can see happening is maybe Jay White plays into this somehow. I don't think they're going to do like a completely screwy finish. But I could definitely see Jay White making an appearance, perhaps you know, two thirds into the match, and throw Okada off his game somehow. So Okada ends up losing, but it's sort of quasi protected, and that can build onto the Okada against Jay White feuds. Or I would not be totally shocked if Tanahashi just beats him clean, because you want to build up Tanahashi as a credible threat to Kenny Omega for the IWGP Heavyweight Title, because. A lot of people at the moment are just writing him off. But if he is going into that main event with a clean win over Ricardo, then I think more people would be giving him a chance. And I also uh, postulated on, on Twitter a couple of days ago, how awesome would it be at the Dome if Tanahashi comes out to his old music, the high energy theme? Oh my God, that'd be so great. That'll be, that'll be reason number 767 why I'll be so depressed that week not going. <laughs> um, uh, I hear that shit. Uh, mm, I see your point, and I agree with that, that really making Tanahashi strong going into the Dome would be a very wise thing. And again, we have not seen a very protected match of Tanahashi and Omega. 
Um, and but I just and and again, I can see Jay White playing a, a role. I would hope not. I, I, and again, you know how I feel about the outside interference and and, and all that. But you you do see. I mean, that's that's his that's his you know kind of. If you're going to see outside interference other than the Tungans, it's going to be Jay White that's going to cause that shit. Um, there is the natural storyline of 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 uh, chaos and the chaos in chaos. Um, I mean, I I, I see your I, I definitely see your point, and I definitely agree with most of it. I, I don't know. I just I, I here's here's the great part about it. It's a high marquee briefcase defense that I really don't feel like we got before. They usually were safe. You kind of knew that, okay, you know, Naito's not losing the fucking briefcase right here. Or, you know, uh, it, it, or Omega. Or- yeah, look, looking at last year's King of Pro Wrestling, I don't think anyone was buying that we were going to get evil against Ishii for Wrestle Kingdom 12 main event. Right. I mean, so it, it this one just feels, you know, this one feels most legit. And this one feels most um, plausible to happen, and um, I like that. That that excites me more than anything. Is that um, there's there's again when we go into G one and we and we go into that, and, and you don't know, and even in, when you're you're in the middle of the fucking tournament, and you're like, I don't know who's gonna win this fucking thing. I still say Kabushi, and they could go this way. And when there's so many different ways you can go, uh, that makes it more exciting. So. Um, there is a a, a a more than a sliver of doubt in my mind. So um, yeah, even though even though the points you make sense that make sense to me, you know, building up Tanahashi and all that, I still think you know that that briefcase the, the briefcase is in peril, and uh, that's exciting to me. Okay, speaking of other things that are exciting, uh, Satoshi Kojima will be making his return to the ring on September 9th during the Road to Destruction tour. It wasn't said who he would be facing, though most of the Road 2 shows usually rely heavily on tag matches. So Kojima has been out of action since late January when he suffered an ACL rupture in his left knee during the Fantastic Mania tour. So uh, very good news to hear him returning to the ring. Very good news. Um, he'll have to cut down on the bread, I'm sure. <laughs> you can low carb it like me. Um, he, I like him a lot, and 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 I don't think that there is a Twitter profile that I enjoy more than than him. I mean, there's, I mean, how many times has he, has he posted something and you just fucking smile, right? <laughs> I mean, no nonsense, no bullshit, just good fucking feeling shit coming out of his Twitter feed. So good, good job by him. Um, did you see the most recent tweet? No, no. The bread tweet no. about him and his daughter. Oh, I've got to read this one to you. you. You carry on with that thought. I'm going to find it. Okay, okay. Um, but what I was going to talk about was that was that ACL. Um, you know, for those North American football fans, and Joel, you're you're uh, from what I understand going to be joining a fantasy football, uh, American football. That is uh, a little, little pool there. Well, good for him. I'll help you out as much as I can. I'm pretty awful myself, but. Um, uh, our local uh, superstar quarterback Carson Wentz uh, came back from a very similar injury um, that he that he had last year. So um, it's it's you know I'm I'm actually a little surprised to hear that he has come back so quickly from this. Um, but yeah, he'll be in tag matches for a while. I think I don't think you're going to see many uh, singles matches at least for a while. And um, again, with Honma 
uh, kind of making a return. Kojima making a return. These are all good things, all positive things that we all can uh, rally behind. But um, yeah, he's gonna have to cut down on the on that on that bread. He's gonna have to cut down on the, on the bread club stuff uh, to get into fighting shape. Um, so we'll see what happens there. Joel, what do you got? You got a tweet for me? Yeah, he says, "I where is the bread, my daughter? I do not know. I." Did you search for bread, my daughter? Daddy, do you have it in your hand? I. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, it's right in his hand. He's holding it. He's so excited for it, and he can't find it, but it's right in his hand. I've had, actually, have you ever done that before? Where something, you're like, yes. I can't find yes, my glasses. all the time. Yeah, my keys or whatever, right? I'm like, where the fuck are my keys? And I'm screaming. Because here's the thing. Here's what my wife will do. My wife, won't, my wife does, like, what I like to call power cleaning, right? Like, I know where I put shit, right? I know where I leave it. I don't know what it is, but if I drop it somewhere, I know where I last dropped it. Now, she doesn't like that. She will put it away. Now, away might not be the place that I usually would find it. It might be somewhere else. But she puts it away to clean, and that drives me nuts. It drives me fucking batty because I know where I put it, but then I can't find it. And then I say, did you fucking move my keys? And she always goes, no, I didn't fucking touch your keys. And it's like in a place where I know I would never put it. I'd be like, well, how the fuck did they get here? Uh, listen, I'm trying to keep the house nice. And then, then it's the whole, you don't help around the house. <laughs> if you're getting that argument, oh, that one stinks. The old, yep. <laughs> you don't help around the house. Like, here's the thing, too. I understand. Like, here, I think she likes order is really what it is. And I'm okay with a certain amount of chaos. But then there's a breaking point that I have, and then I'm like, all right, I got to fucking clean this because I can't deal. Hers is very low. Mine's very high. So she uh, – like, I just don't understand. Like, I got to clean the bedroom. There's no one going in our bedroom besides me and you. Like, we don't have parties. We don't have people coming over. We don't have fu- – no one's coming in this room. Who fucking cares if the bed is made or not? Who fucking cares? It's one of those things that just drives me nuts. Like – the time that you – like, and I even said, like, listen, why don't we pay someone to come and clean? Because you don't like doing it. I ain't fucking doing it. I don't give a shit. Um, but if it means that much to you, I will, I'm will. i willing to write that check. And she's like, no, 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 blah, 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 blah. But yet she'll fucking complain about it. Ah, well. Let's, let's have, a, like, like, a section of, of uh, wife complaints. <laughs> we did, we did, we did. The big issue we have with our bed is that – Mally insists on shutting Scampy out of the bedroom when we go to work because he likes to burrow under the covers. Mm. So he, he will get right into the bed and sleep under the bed and make it all hairy. So she closes the door before we leave for work, but then I secretly go in and just open it without her noticing so Scampy can go in and out of the bedroom as he pleases because it's a bit of a war zone at the moment because I'm always defending Scampy and, and trying to be nice to him and spoil him a bit always giving him snacks and treats. It's got to the point where he's so become so accustomed to getting his morning treat that he's sitting at the end of the bed in the morning, waiting and watching me, staring at me. And as soon as I open my eyes in the morning, he starts screaming at me because he wants a snack. And of course, I I give it to him because we don't even have kids yet. Can you imagine what a bad parent I'm going to be (laughs) and how badly I'm going to spoil my kids? That's why I don't. I I feel the same way. I would. But my, again, my wife's the the Pied Piper when it comes to that. So again, we have the whole routine at night that the cats get treat, two cats get treats. 
uh, before bed and everything, and I'm just like, all right, um, all right, not to not to go off on a on a, on a rant again with this, but uh, my last point when it comes to the bed. Uh, so do you notice like decorative pillows? So you have the main pillows that you sleep on, right? Your 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 true pillows, but then she puts these fucking small hard ass pillows on there for decoration, right? Because because the minute we get in the bed, or even before, they're they're, they're on the floor, right? Where you're pushing them off the bed. Like I I'm like, why do you buy these things, and what purpose do they serve? Because they just sit there. Like, nobody else is seeing these pillows, right, besides us, and I don't give a shit, and apparently you do, so I don't, like, what's the purpose of them? Like, you don't use them to sleep, but they get knocked on the fucking floor. What, uh, what is the, I don't understand, like, here's the thing, if you like them, buy them, I'm cool, listen, but, but I just don't understand why we have, like, what is the purpose of those type of fucking pillows if nobody sees them besides us? Okay, now when I come over in April, I want to go to your house. Yes. So then I can I can make a comment about the pillows. So, what are these for? <laughs> right, right. You'll be the first person to see that bedroom. Let me tell you something. But here's the thing too. We we got to do some things on the on the bedroom because I I can't believe we're going on, but I'm going. I don't give a fuck. Um, so I have this chest. This like kind of literally like open the the. It's like a big wood thing. Um, where I keep like. Like winter clothes in all the, the summer. dead bodies. Yeah, all the dead bodies. Right? Winter clothes in the summer and summer clothes in the winter. You know what I mean? You kind of swap out. You just – things – like you're not going to wear a fucking hoodie in the middle of summer. So you put it in this thing and then yeah. – but on top of that, like I'm the king of not putting away clothes. So I'll have a combination of clean clothes that she she probably had, did the wash, uh, in, you know, folded and nice, right? And then a pile of like clothes that I may have worn but – you know, maybe like a pair of jeans I can get another wear out of or shit like that. That pile is very high. Like, like I'm a bit of a fucking nudge when it comes to that shit. And it drives her nuts. Like, she fucking is like, will you fucking take care? Put away the clean clothes and fucking either put away these clothes or throw them in the fucking hamper. They're two feet away from you, you dope. Um, like, I'm talking like we don't get along. We love each other. Um, but, yeah, so... Like it is kind of like you know the odd couple the you know the you know the the clean guy and the the you know wacky guy well that's us I mean to a certain degree when it comes to that stuff like I do drive her crazy when it comes to that shit all right there you go there's there's a little insight into the households of both Joel and Damon <laughs> I'm sure everyone is thrilled to hear but I'm sure there's many people that can relate to this right you know that you know. That, that those are, you know, the, the cleaner of the couple, you know, the people that need to have things tidy and need to have things uh, eyes dotted and T's crossed. And there's people that are just like, you know, and I just want to fucking, you know, I think there's more important things in life than to fucking worry about putting away my fucking socks. I'm an adult. I can do what I want. All right. Very good. Thank you. Okay. I know you can't complain about this, the content of this podcast, because you were very, very close to not getting a podcast this weekend at all. So <laughs> right. if you don't like it, get fucked. <laughs> right. Okay, next up, uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling President Harold May has penned a column in, a Jap- in Japanese stating the promotion will not become an American-style wrestling company. There have been complaints uh, the last few weeks regarding the style of wrestling often featured in uh, the G1 with the interference and Harold May himself uh, appearing on TV. 
He regrets how Saturday came across, addresses concerns of NJPW becoming like American wrestling. Uh, this is according to a, a tweet from Chris Charlton. He never planned on being involved in proceedings and says he has no intentions on being anything but an executive. So what do you make of that? We're going to see him 10,000 times more now. <laughs> um, I, uh, I mean, that, that's, that's what we want to hear, right? Those are the words that we did want to hear, then that's, that's good. Um, I hope that that you know follows through. The last thing we want to see is uh, I, I'm not going to go so far as to say the American Americanization of New Japan Pro Wrestling, but um, that bullshit that we all kind of you know that's why we're watching your product because we don't want to see that other stuff um, in there. So again, he's saying the right words. Um, fingers crossed that it does not happen. We don't want it to happen. Um, we'll see what happens. Right. Right. Okay. Let's dig into some of these questions then on, uh, we'll, we'll start with the questions from the discord group. All right. They get priority. So if you want your questions getting jumped in the front of the queue, you'll have to join us on discord. So this is from, uh, Nicole, who's done a lot of hard work with the discord. So again, let's shout out to her boots leprechaun. Uh, her question says, based on Damon's thought that even if Kenny does resign, NJPW may not do Omega versus Ibushi at MSG. When do they do it? Wrestle Kingdom 2020, with Ibushi having earned a shot at the belt, would you, in that case, just have Kenny ducking Ibushi? Well, they did it with Ishii, right? Remember when Ishii beat Okada in G1? Um, I don't, I, I, just, I don't think they do that at Madison Square Garden. And I'll tell you really some of the. I'll, I'll, I'll give you some Damon on the street, if you don't mind. And again, this is pure speculation. There's nothing that is concrete at this point. So please, I don't want to see this tweeted back or nonsense like that. Understand what it is. But uh, I know that there have been feelers sent out. And I know that I'm going to give you the, I'm going to give you the, 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 the bullet points. All right. Uh, and you take this information for what it's worth. I really feel that there is a decent percentage chance that we would see a main event at Madison Square Garden involving a person that is not signed to any pro wrestling promotion. Right? Uh, and again, it, I don't want to say that it's signed, sealed, delivered, or even close to, but can you imagine a Kenny Omega CM Punk match at Madison Square Garden. I don't like CM Punk. Just throwing that out there. You don't. You don't want his it. Conduct in this whole no. His conduct in this whole Colt Cabana thing has left a sour taste in the mouth. Me too. And okay, hot take. Back back in the day, I think he was overrated as a wrestler. Hmm. I think there are about at least 10 guys on the current New Japan roster that I would rather have in a headlining match at MSG. But have him in like a, a co-main, like put him in like a Chris Jericho role, great. I'll be very excited to see that. A lot of eyeballs, a lot of buzz. But main event, Dave Meltzer has said, we'll probably get a Wrestle Kingdom main event quality main event at MSG. And I don't think CM Punk has got it in him to work at that high a level. I do. I, 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 I will disagree with you on that. 
Um, I think he, I think he still has that in him. Now, you mentioned a a Chris Jericho type role. I could definitely see that. So I could see a main event of uh, you know a a big time main event, but then after a match, uh, an attack, a something to build towards something else. Um, I could definitely see that. Um, look, if anybody needs the extra money, it might be CM Punk right now, right? Uh, two, you know, the UFC thing is has fallen apart, and I don't, I know that's obviously not going to happen. Three, how he says he doesn't want to do pro wrestling, but let's be honest here: the the pro wrestling that he would be doing two, three years ago might not be the same pro wrestling as it is right now. There's a lot of options for a guy like him to make decent money um, at a big-time event. And what better place, what better venue, and what better, you know, way to – And you know, I don't know if you know this about this guy. He, he, he likes to carry a grudge, right? <laughs> he, he doesn't really let things slide off his back. Uh, to, to be involved in this show – he that that might be the thing, and again, just speculation on my part, kids. So look, look, again, but I I I can almost guarantee you that there there has been a, a reach out to to see interest at least. They'd be stupid not to, right? They'd be stupid not to. So yes, this that that whole Colt Cabana situation has really kind of been like, oh, dude, come on, man, you got to be fucking. Oof. But apparently they didn't get a. They, they, there was something where they kind of weren't getting along even before this lawsuit. Um, again, we're talking about if you don't know, um, Cabana is suing Punk um, over lawyer fees, legal fees that he accrued during the trial with WWE. And I, I really feel bad for Colt because all he wanted to do was have a fucking podcast. You know what I mean? And he he could have easily taken down he the podcast. He wanted pod- to take it down. Yeah. He, yeah. I mean. But he, Punk told him not to because he said that he covers legal fees. And now he's reneging on that. Yeah. Which is not cool. It's not cool. It really isn't. Um, so character flaws aside, um, you're, you're not, you wouldn't want to see Punk in like a Jericho type role where he attacks somebody after a match and then sets up a big match, which you know will sell out uh, any arena across the United States um, in, in, a, in, a, in a match. You would not want to see that, yes or no? Yes, but not in the main event role. Okay. Okay. Um, I, I, I think, again, not in main event role in Madison Square Garden. Again, they have uh, Omega has a match with... I don't think it's going to be a Bushi. But Omega has a match. Hopefully, he signed. Blah blah blah. All those things align, and then again, just a, a, you know, a, a, an attack. That place would go fucking bonkers. You don't think Madison Square Garden would go fucking bonkers at that point? I, I do. Yeah, it de- definitely would. Yeah. Yeah. And again, I, I, I just think it's. I just don't think he can work at that level uh, necessary to give me the kind of New Japan style main event that I want. Mm. All right. I think he, I think he could do it. I think I definitely think he could do it. All right, so that kind of answered her question, right? And by Back the way, the question the, the question was oh. when no, it didn't answer the question at all. The question oh. was about Omega versus Ibushi but, yeah. and if and when we're going to get that. Uh, I I would think we have to get that. When when would we get that? Mm. 
I mean, I'm, I'm looking at line, you know, I'm looking at shows where it could is happen. Is that too big for, uh, let's say, if she wins New Japan, assuming Omega beats Tanahashi, if she wins the New Japan Cup, and we get that Secure Genesis? Or is that, that seems like a long way. Big enough right? stage. It's a it's a big enough stage, but it's just that seems like a million miles away, right? Um. I would think it would have to happen before the end of this calendar year, right? Well, I don't know. I mean, Nicole was speculating maybe Wrestle Kingdom 2020. Wow. That's, well, I, I'm trying to see where they would shoehorn it in this year. Um, so maybe it would have to be next year if, if Kenny's here. Yeah, I'm thinking maybe you know next year. But I would think I – I don't – I would say either a show like that, like a Sakura Genesis, um, or even a Dantaku. I'd like to see it at a dome, but that just seems like a million years away, and and who knows what's going to happen at that point. So I'll I'll go I'll give I'll give the conservative answer of it'll go it'll probably happen next year, but I would think it would be early next year, and it won't go all the way to Wrestle Kingdom if again Kenny signs. Okay, question from Liam McCann. You have to eat one bread-based dish with Kojima. What is it? Mm, I'm, you know, I'm trying not to eat the carbs. Um, bread-based dish. I want... Do you know... If I say the, uh, a term, a muffaletta, do you know what the fuck that is? I don't. No, okay. I'm going to look it up. So it's like a... Uh, so here in, in the Northeast, we're pretty famous for our sandwiches. We call them hoagies. Maybe in New York they call them subs, whatever. So it's like you know, long, like French bread, but like all kinds of deli meats. So your your salamis and your capicolas and your uh, tomatoes, onions, lettuce, and it's just a delicious sandwich. But a muffaletta is like that, like salamis and hams and all cheese and everything. But there's this olive spread that's on it. Oh, so fucking good. Um, I would share a muffaletta, and the bread has to be a certain type of. A bread is like a, again, like a, like a, almost like a French bread, like a, uh, a little crusty outside, soft inside. Like you would see, what's what's the Vietnamese sandwich that you get? The banh mi, is it called? Yes. Okay. Yeah, that was going to be my choice. Yeah, that's a good one too. That's a good one too. Uh, so either one of those I would go with. So how's 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 that? How's that bread bake? Oh, and a little bread pudding. Ever have bread pudding? Do you like the bread pudding? Yeah, my mum used to make that quite a lot. I like that. I like a little bread pudding. It's a, it sounds like a little gross. Like oh, it's it's like soppy bread, but crust. You know, I like that. I like I like the bread pudding. Maybe it's maybe some of that. We just have just a complete carb out. It'd be fucking great. Oh, that'd be so wonderful. Oh, we're torturing you, Damon. I'm gonna move <laughs> on to the next question. Right. I know you said uh, let's get to the wrestling questions. I'm gonna do one from uh, Matsuo. Kaito, who is Scampi's favorite wrestle boy or wrestle lady anyway? So Scampi's favorite wrestle boy, obviously Tiger Mask, because they're cousins. Uh, Damon, tell us about your cats, and do they have a, a favorite wrestler? Uh, I, I'm telling you right now, they don't. Um, again, they don't, they don't want anything to do with me. So if I'm sitting in my living room watching wrestling... Uh, so, so can you tell us their names, please? Because I think a lot of the listeners don't know their names. All right. So they're they're obviously Scampi's res- getting too much love. Let's All right, have some love for the Damon cats as well. All right, the Damon cats. So uh, they are rescued. Uh, they uh, so it's weird because my wife will name cats, but then I'll make up names for them. 
like like down the road. Like I'll just say something and then it'll, we'll laugh our ass off and then that'll be what we call them. So I know this is so embarrassing. Like I've never been more embarrassed as answering this question. Um, so their original names, I believe they were named after, and I don't know 100%. I, I'm thinking it is. They were named because we weren't going to keep them. Like they were fostered, right? And then we were going to find homes for them. But like one day I get a bill from the, a veterinarian. I'm like, when did we take this cat? We, uh, she's like, um, yeah, we're going to keep these. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? Um, so like we just gave them sh- shit names just to kind of – because we weren't going to keep them. They were going to be fostered and then given to good homes. Uh, so they were originally oh, – the we have a black-haired one, um, and her name was Monica – and the other one was, I don't know what the fuck the other one was, but um, they were named after Friends characters, right? Uh, just to give them generic fucking names. We couldn't think of any more generic names than, than names on fucking Friends, the show, the TV show. But then uh, they, they they turned into, the black one is Monster. That's, that's her name, Monster. And the other one is Peanut. Monster and Peanut. Very cute. Yeah. Good good cat names. Of course, our cat's called Scampy, but my wife likes to call him Bastard. So there you go. <laughs> right. Well, Monster, she uh, she's very she's afraid of her own fucking shadow. Like, she'll come down the stairs and see me sitting at the fucking... Uh, it makes it sound like I abuse animals or something. It's like, I, I'm so friendly to these things. Um, and she'll just look and be like, ah, fuck, it's you. And she'll just run right back up the stairs. Um She's she just hides and shit and like if if anybody comes over you you're not gonna find her she's hiding like if I have to bring like the fucking cable guy over to fix something nowhere to be found um so we you know, again we just called her monster because she would come out and you know out of nowhere just we can't find her she'd come out from her cave um and peanut is just a small she's never really grown that big like she's always been a tiny cat really weird um and uh, so peanut. All right, there you go. There's there's more cat talk with Damon and Joel. One hour, we were talking absolute crap. Okay, Glosia asks, uh, was reflecting on the G1 on my drive home from work, has there ever been a G1 night where a G1 group match hasn't been the best match of the night? Oh. Extremely unlikely, I'm sure, but interested to see whether there was a poor night one time. So I actually responded to that person, and I was like, ooh, that is a good fucking question. And one that I could not originally answer, nor can I answer now, um, because mostly. So again, the G one hasn't always been in in the in the uh, style that you see right now, right? And, and when it first started out, it was kind of like you know seven people, and it was just like you know single elimination tournament, you know, done. Uh, you know, speaking of which, you know, you know who was in the first one? I think it was the first one. Uh, he lost in his match was uh, Jim Neidhart. I don't know if that's a that's a fun fact with the passing of Jim Neidhart. Um, Rest in peace, Jim. Yes, yes. Um, there is so it's the G one has taken different forms uh, and different um, uh, variations. So I'm trying to think if there was and and if if there was going to be. It would probably be a junior match, 
like like around that time, there were a lot of really great junior ta- like uh, multi man tags. So it would be like uh, uh, like El Samurai Liger and you know fucking Otani on another side and Chris Jericho. I was watching one. It was it was Otani and Jericho against Liger and who was on the other side? It might have been El Samurai. Um, so it. I wouldn't be surprised if there is that. Now, again, I said I had to go back in cage match and kind of look at the shows and see, and I didn't do that. I didn't have time. Sorry. But um, if there is a chance of that, it would have to be an earlier, like, you know, 90s G1. And uh, probably one of those one of those tag matches, because they were always great. Those those were really fucking awesome. Um, they all, like, Kendo Kashin, um, would would be in the mix there. Um, uh, who else would be in the mix there? Well, it make, again, all, all those people around that time, um, all good. Never never a bad match in in, in those multi man tag matches. So, um, if I again without doing too much homework, I and I would put a blind bet on one of those matches in one of the earlier G ones when it started to be more of a of a. Uh, longer running tournament as opposed to like two nights okay great thank you i I could not come up with any answer myself because it's all just multi-man tag matches on the undercard so you put a very thoughtful response there which i appreciate Um, okay kevin p asks when njpw sells our msg so fast even though they partner with a u.s company does the native japanese fan feel a sense of pride and or appreciate that americans care so much about their product I would, I mean, we asked Frazier something similar to that, right? And, uh, you know, if, if there was buzz or anything. And I didn't, I didn't get a sense from him that it was like a, you know, you know, they were doing cartwheels or anything. But, but, but there, again, I kind of mentioned the fact that there, in pro wrestling in Japan, there is this kind of romanticism with Madison Square Garden. Because again, Anoki and Tatsumi Fujinami and those type of guys would go there, and it was it. You know, they they made it feel like a very big tiger mask. They they would feel like it was an important thing um, and a big deal, and it was kind of like that was the the mecca uh, of pro wrestling. Um, I I would think that there is. Uh, I I can't imagine it not be. It's a big deal. And I will say this too. While this is a joint venture between Ring of Honor and and New Japan Pro Wrestling, and I truly believe that Ring of Honor was the one pulling the strings and getting the arena, right, with the Sinclair Broadcasting Connection and all that. Um, this is this people are going here to see New Japan, right? All right, they're they're going here because of the idea of New Japan in the building as opposed to no offense seeing the briscoes and jay lethal right they're going to see tanahashi's okada's omegas bucks that world as opposed to you know ring of honor now again you can argue well you know bucks and cody and skrull they're all ring of honor kind of guys yep i agree yes but um to me i know more people that you know talk about this show as a new japan show than a ROH Ring of Honor, or Ring of you know Ring of Honor or New Japan show. 
Um, it feels like to me it's – the draw is – let's put it this way. I, I don't think – you know what? I'm going to say it. What the fuck? I don't think – me, I don't think that Ring of Honor would sell out if there weren't New Japan pro wrestling involvement. Then that begs the question, would New Japan sell out were Ring of Honor not involved? It depends on what you consider Ring of Honor, right? So again, is is Kenny Omega Ring of Honor? Are the Bucks Ring of Honor? Do you consider them Ring of Honor? Do you consider Marty Skrull Ring of Honor? Do you consider Cody Ring of Honor? Um, of the of those names, to me, I mean, there is a lot of cross pollination, right? Um, but to me, Omega is a New Japan guy. To me, the Bucks are New Japan guys. To me, Marty Skrull is a New Japan guy. Here's the thing. To me, Cody is a Ring of Honor guy. Um, nobody's buying a ticket to see fucking Punisher Martinez. All right? You know what I mean? Like, nobody's... You know, besides Punisher Martinez's mom, right? nobody's buying a ticket for Punisher Martinez. Um, now, maybe, again, a Dalton Castle. Uh, he, has, he has a huge following and fan base. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, I, you know I, I say this... Briscoe's former IWGP tag champions. Um, I don't know. It, 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 I, to me, it's it feels like the draw is New Japan and Ring of Honor guys are the filler. Um, could they fill? Could New Japan fill? I, I feel like it, it, it. That's that's the reason why it did. So yes, I'll answer that question quickly. Yes, I do think that they could uh, going solo. Do you think there'll be many Japanese fans flying out for the MSG show? Yeah, I do, because again, I think there's a there's there's a large a large audience uh, for WrestleMania weekend, right? So fans will tra- will tra- travel. Um, you know, our our good friends uh, that listen and and moderate on um, um, the I'm having a my brain lock on uh, Reddit, New Japan. Um, subreddit, they're flying in, and, and and there's a whole pocket of people that from Long Beach, well not from from Long Beach, from Tokyo, but we met them in Long Beach that are coming to this show. Um, so yeah, I mean there's there's a, I think I think this is this is one of those weekends where if you're a pro wrestling fan all over the country that you travel and you go to and. This is just extra incentive. Yeah, I think there will be a, a, a decent amount of Japanese fans. Okay, next question from Mickey Croft. Uh, where do you see Chris Jericho coming into play with the IC title <laughs> as we're headed into King of Pro Wrestling? Great question. I'm, 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 when was the last time you saw an IC title defense? I mean, G1 happened, and that's a month long, right? It's been at least two months. Dominion, wasn't it? Yeah, it's been a while. Um, and I don't know if I'd like that. I'll tell you right now, I don't like that. You mean to tell me we couldn't get one title defense anywhere? I mean, that that kind of screams at to me. Screams. He doesn't. They were intentionally putting it on ice, I believe. I, I, I because they felt there were too many singles titles. Right, and we joked about it. Like, oh, okay, well, there's 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 a few that right off the top of my head, I think that we can put on ice that would be a little bit better. Again, Jericho is not being in G one. He's not fucking doing G one. That ain't happening, right? Um, 
But you mean to tell me he couldn't have some Mickey Mouse fucking title defense somewhere here in the States? What does that tell you? One, that his cost is very high, right? I think that's been talked about before, that his cost per show is fucking ridiculous. Uh, and two, um, he doesn't want to run any shows in, in North America. I really don't think he does. And I think he's probably, you know, a little gun shy of that. Now, he could sit there on social media and say, oh, I'm a free agent. and blah, 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 blah. Okay. I, 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 I think he is gun shy of, of, of performing on a show. And, you know, you mean to tell me he couldn't do all in? I mean, he's doing a cruise, right? With the same guys that are running all in. You mean to tell me he couldn't defend that title in all in? That'd be perfect, right? Hmm. I haven't seen it. Yeah, he's not even defending it on the cruise. He's not, right? He's not. So I'm not a big fan of this on ice thing. This on ice theory can get right up the fucking street. Um, it's been over two months. I haven't seen shit from him uh, and that title. And I'm not the biggest. Like, what benefit has the, con- has, has the company had, right, from having him wear this title? Like where, like I don't see the outside wrestling, like people buzzing about it in the pro wrestling community that he has this title. It's almost an afterthought of, oh yeah, he fucking does have that title. I forgot, <laughs> right? That's I hear that more often than not. I don't, uh, he's not defending it on this cruise, which which be <laughs> fucking. I defended the title on a cruise. Like, um, he's not at all in. I don't. He's not booked on any of these um, Long Beach shows, right? Uh, not that not that I'm aware. So you know what the fuck? You know we're, we're, what are we waiting for here? So I don't like it. I don't like it at all. Okay, so do you think he's going to be making an appearance at some point, King of Pro Wrestling or Destruction? Anything before Wrestle Kingdom? I hope so. I I can't guarantee anything at this point, but I would think. That, that that would have to happen. Um, I, I think he's a definite for Wrestle Kingdom. I think that's a definite. Um, do you think it's a Naito match? I do, actually. I think I think it is. I think I don't think I don't think it's going to be Okada Jericho. Um, yeah, I think it's a Naito match. Naito. I think Naito gets his win back on this one. Okay. Um, question from Blow Jackson. What do you guys think is the difference between why a Gargano Champa feud gets a lot of flack for being more of the same when we've had uh, 12 Tanahashi Okada matches that still get universally praised? Mm. Is a WWE NJPW bias or is it something deeper? Now, my two cents on this is that I like the Okada Tanahashi matches because, one, they're good wrestling matches and they don't rely on overblown uh, drama and uh, quote-unquote storytelling and stuff the storytelling you do get is very very subtle just like a a subtle little callback to something that happened in the previous match whereas these Gargano Champa matches it's like banging you over the head with it there's no subtlety the whole match is just filled with very heavy-handed callbacks and um the actual when you strip away all the gimmicks and the the high spots and the big bumps and tables and weapons and all of that stuff you're not left with much real wrestling and at the end of the day i love the okada tanahashi matches because they're great wrestling matches so those are my thoughts on it um what do you make on it well i mean of those 12 matches that's spread out over a decent amount of time right it's not like those 12 matches happened within a year period right um they've they've they they kept them apart and when they did do those matches they, they they were super special and and 
uh, again, they, it wasn't like it was every weekend they were working with each other. Um, so I think that's one. Two, I, I you know, I'm I might be in the minority. I don't really bang on the Gargano Champa stuff. I I think, you know, there was w- the the one match I thought was was fucking tremendous, like a five star. Um, so. No, I, I mean, I know that I, – I think if you are a watcher, a more dedicated watcher of that product, you 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 can see the flaws. Where I'm really I'm, – I'm in and out real quick, and I go in when it's really, you know, the, the, the takeover shows. Let's be honest. That's all I'm watching. So it does – it's not really that offensive to me, and it's really a, 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 a pleasurable thing because, you know, given the product that they usually churn out – uh, I think these things are head and shoulders above that. Now, again, I, I might be grading on a, on, a, on a curve with the overall WWE product, but I think these things are are you know I don't have a problem with them wrestling four times on a takeover. It was is it four times that they that they've headlined? Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, no, well, three of them have been on takeovers. One of their matches was in the Cruiserweight Classic. Okay. Yeah. I mean. I don't really have that much problem with it. These, I think they're they're two talented guys, and again, the, the WWE subtlety hammer um, aside, I think I think they can work great matches. I, I really enjoy them. I don't I don't have a problem with them, so I'm not banging on it. Um, again, if you're a, a more more um, less than if you're more than a casual viewer like I am of of the product, I, I could see where you might have a problem. But again, uh, I'm I'm questioning in the sense of Tanahashi and Okada was spread out over multiple years as opposed to, you know, how long has it been for this? A year, this feud? Yeah, less than that. Okay. Yeah. From the the first takeover. The first takeover match was just before WrestleMania, I think. Wow. So we've had three since then, and they've all been very, very similar to me. Um, uh, Unsanctioned match, a street fight, a last man standing match. I mean, it's all same thing really it is it is and uh and again that's very it does seem like you know we're squeezing it in all in you know some somebody's double parked outside it feels like uh, and, and it was not intentional right I, i'll give them their due because it was supposed to be a triple threat with alistair black who got injured so they were thrown in at the deep end really so i do uh sympathize with the spot they were put in and they did a good job considering it was a pretty last minute thing but i didn't enjoy it that much yeah um, Tana, and, and again, Tana, to me, Tanahashi and Okada, m- maybe it is a style. Um, I just enjoy that that dramatic storytelling as opposed to, again, as you made mention to many times that 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 look at this callback spot. Look at that, you know you know that not that subtlety hammer um, that I've heard other people mention. So uh, again, it's it's style and it's uh, you know again we're we're doing multiple main events in a real short amount of time. So that, that, that to me is the difference. Okay. Question from Aspir. Ignore all the contract issues with WWE. Would you like to see Neville wrestle in new Japan? If so, what division heavyweight or junior? Yes. And, um, I, I mean, I would prefer heavyweight. Um, but I think there's more opportunity for him probably as a junior. Right. Um, Here's the thing is I I just think he's a, like, I I just think his style is more suited for that like I just don't think his like there's a difference between Abushi and Neville 
and and the big difference is, is that really just looks and i don't mean hunkiness i mean height <laughs> right um I, I mean i'd like to see them shoulder to shoulder but i i feel like neville's much a smaller guy not muscular height wise and i think that plays a big difference when you're going against a guy like fucking Fale. um so i think junior uh but yeah i would sign him tomorrow sure Okay, um, Jeff asks, which ace does Damon prefer, Okada or Tanahashi? So, again, let's pull back the curtain. We talked about this this particular question for a little bit. And I thought it was a, a, a maybe on the surface, maybe like one of those, this guy, right? But I think there's deeper layers to this than, than maybe we wanted to lead on. So, to me... The, the the upside of an Okada is, one, his age, right? Two, he really hasn't been banged up, right? There hasn't been a, a major injury that has sidelined him for months, right? Um, and I think that there's he's not even at the top of his uh, pro wrestling arc career-wise, right? He's, he's I think he's still on an upward trend, right? I don't even think we've gotten the best of Okada yet, which is... Just blows my mind thinking about that, right? Um, so th- those are the pluses for him. Tanahashi, to me, is like is the guy and always will be the guy until he's not the guy, right? Um, and and you would think that he would be, you know, we talked about it before, where he is obviously on the the downward trend of his career. He has had multiple injuries that, you know, he hasn't really been on the shelf for a considerable amount of time. But, you know, we all know the injuries and how banged up he is and, and how taped up he is. And But he's still able to, to weave the magic. Um, the one thing that, that, that every time I go over there, and even now when you hear about it, is, uh, is the crowd reaction to him. Like, and I don't even think an Okada gets that kind of crowd reaction where it's, you know, maybe it is the cult thing, right? Maybe it is, as Kenny called it, a cult. But but he just gets that, like he just has that thing that that people want to see, especially a Japanese audience. Um, it, it is an amazing charisma that he has um, for that audience. Me, I think, I think. Tanahashi has done more to grow the company than Okada, but Okada has been the guy in in arguably New Japan's hottest era since the 90s. Does that make sense? So Tanahashi got them there. Okada kept them there and 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 built off of that growth. It's almost like losing weight where you know well, maybe it's maybe it's really not. Maybe it's the opposite. But um, that's my point. Tanahashi is the guy that that really climbed the mountain of getting them back up. And again, a, a huge mountain. And Okada is the guy who got, got them to the to the top of the mountain. We'll call it. And again, there's still more mountain to climb apparently. But he got him to the top of this mountain. Um, and kept them there, right? And 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 it was the top guy with a lot of financial growth. 
So they answer the question, Tanahashi. Again, uh, wonderfully well thought out answer. I was just going to hand wave that one, but you're doing excellent. You're doing superb job here with these questions. Oh, Damon. thank you. Um, next one from, uh, we're going to the Twitter questions. So at NJPW Thought says, Goto is 39, Tanahashi's 41, Ishii is 43. Kojima's trip down the card started at about 40, Nagata's around 43. When do Goto, Tanahashi and Ishii start getting moved down and who will be stepping into their spots? Look, I, I think all three of those guys have so much left in the tank. Like, could you, it really matters about injuries and and if they can go. That's really going to be the the, the the determining factor, right? You mean to tell me you're going to put Ishii down just because he's whatever age, right? Guy just came off fucking you know a G one where he was the MVP in a great G one. He ain't going nowhere fast. Uh, Goto. I think the same thing. Tanahashi, you know, he he won the fucking thing. So I think I think if you're waiting for them to take a back seat to uh, to anybody else in the promotion, you might be waiting a little bit. Um, you're not going to see them in multi-man tags uh, limping to the ring. And when you do, there, there's your cue. So it's really about whether they can go. Um, and all three of the people that you mentioned, the, the age aside, that they they are still top of the game you know and you know one of those guys is absolutely going to be in the mix when it comes to wrestler of the year at our year-end awards uh, and another guy is making a late run that he'll be in the conversation and Goto is you know ha- you know he had matches that were compelling and great in this G1 so once again it goes back to tap on the shoulder have a good match okay let- let's perform uh, those three guys I don't I, I, again until their ring work falls apart and injuries mount, uh, I don't think I don't think we'll I don't think we'll see them take a backseat to anybody quite yet. Okay, a question from Chas Monroe. They ask, would love to hear Damon talk about the Enochism era in the wake of the weird meme culture it has recently inspired. Yeah, um, I, I think it gets a bad rap sometimes. Like the actual in-ring stuff is not like what you would see here today, right? So you're not going to see, you know, if you, if, if, if the enjoyment you get out of pro wrestling is, uh, Omega's Okada's, uh, more, you know, flashier move, Abushi's, right? Like if that's, that's, if that's what you gravitate toward pro wrestling, you probably aren't going to dig this. Um, the biggest challenge I had was the fact that during this time, it, you know, the, the the feeling was that Anoki, you know, obviously you would think you would hope that this wasn't the case and the or the feeling, but it it felt like Anoki would put his pro wrestlers in real fucking awkward positions. Um, what I mean by that is, you know, a guy like, uh. Yuji Nagata. Nagata. Yeah. He got absolutely screwed, didn't he? He really fucking did. Um, you know, he, he, they're put in these positions of, oh, my God, I got to really fight somebody? <laughs> what? Uh, who's trained in fighting? Uh, and, and, you know, and they're getting their asses handed to them. And then they look like fucking bums. You know? It's pro wrestling. So, um, 
you know that era also were... also so you, you know the guys who Nagata had to fight in his short-lived MMA career um wasn't one of them uh I, you know give me the names because I forget them right off the top of my head okay so I was, I was just looking up so he had two two matches yeah. and you think oh probably against like you know soft opponents they want, want to make their their talent look good. No, first loss against Mirko Krokop, right. second loss against Fedor Emelianenko. Right, these two are two of the greatest MMA heavyweights of all time. Right, casual like wrestling fans, they would see that name and be like, oh, I've seen that name before." You know what I mean? <laughs> like these aren't aren't fucking bums. Right, this isn't Tank Abbott that he's going against. Right, um, yeah, just a weird fucking thing. And again, so Anoki was always a guy that that really wanted to make pro wrestling the king of sports right that thus thus the name on the logo um so again he was i want to say obsessed with it but it was a driving factor in what woke him up in the morning was making sure pro wrestling was looked at as you know the king of fighting so again he would fight kung fu and and judo people and boxers and i mean everybody knows the the ali one but he he would he fought um i wanted to say joe frazier but i know that ain't right leon spinks maybe that was it um i mean he he made a career doing that i mean they they had a whole dome show where they brought over over serious russian wrestlers like collegiate style you know singlet you know headgear those type of wrestlers legitimate ones to perform, you know, he headlined, like, what's his name? He was, One of them was the IWGP heavyweight champion, Solomon Harishmanov, right? Uh, that he was obsessed with that. Um, I Some of it, I think, is... is some, of, some of this Enochism that I see online is, in current day, feels to me like, oh, man... I'm too cool for the room kind of thing, you know, like, like, uh, oh man, you listen to this music, you gotta listen to fucking Velvet Underground, man, or television, you know, you're just like, get the fuck up the street, uh, but, 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 but I will go so far as to say, even though it fucking killed the business, their business, um, it, it, the matches and the stuff there wasn't bad if you like very realistic looking pro wrestling. And not UWFI style pro wrestling, mind you. Not that bad. But you're not going to, again, you're not getting Kenny Omega. You're not getting fucking Ibushi. You're not getting that kind of stuff. So, um, Enoki ego aside, um, it wasn't, it, it, I think it gets a bad rap. It wasn't horrific. But again, putting putting his main people in positions to fucking eat it, I don't know how that helps. <laughs> right. And I think that was probably my biggest criticism of it. Okay, uh, question from Tyler. He says, with Penny versus... Penny? Penny? Who? Kenny versus <laughs> Pentagon Jr. <laughs> Penny! <laughs> tell me about Penny! Kenny versus Pentagon Jr. All in. How likely is this a gateway for Pentagon to work some future NJPW dates? And Tyler also speculates that uh, Chris Jericho might attack Okada after his match at All In to set up a program for the Dome. So what do you think? Do you think we're going to get more... Penny Pentagon mm. in NJPW, or do you think he's <laughs> WWE bound? A lot of P's there, huh? <laughs> Penny and Pentagon. <laughs> um, 
No. I mean, isn't there a lot of talk of, of them going WWE bound? Yeah, him and his brother. Yeah. Phoenix, for those who don't know. Yeah. So, um, where would you put him? Right. I just I just said, yeah, let's sign Neville, but you know, and, where would you put him and just Junior? I don't think you could put him as a Junior. And, and, and look, would I like it? Sure, why not? Right? But do I think it's going to happen? No. Um, I think I think if the rumors are true and the and the and the chatter is true, um, if he's going anywhere, which is not one hundred percent from what I understand, but if he's going anywhere, he might do a little. Might do a little run with the old NXTers down there. Yeah, he seems a bit uh, too extreme for WWE main roster. Mm-hmm. But uh, we'll see on that. Um, question from Wilfred Watches Podcast. Which talent outside of Japan would Damon like to see? People are asking what Damon likes to see. No one ever asked what Joel wants to see. Would Damon like to see NJPW next year? Why don't you answer Joel? I mean, I think uh, I don't want to, you know... No, Wilfred watches podcast doesn't want to hear my take. He wants to hear Damon's take. <laughs> That's okay. I think it's a joint one. I think he's. Uh, I think he means everyone. He's by Damon. He means all of us. Uh, what is he watching, by the way? What What, what is Wilfred watching? He watches he anything. Watches wrestling, and he does a podcast, a short podcast, giving thoughts about stuff. Okay. I mean. Uh... Is he watching the old stuff? He's affiliated stuff? with the the Kings of Pro Wrestling podcast guys. Gotcha. Okay. All right. All right. Well, maybe I'll I'll listen to him listening to watching stuff. I don't know. Uh, okay. What the fuck was this question again? <laughs> what was this question? <laughs> Which talent outside of Japan oh. would Damon and Damon alone like to see in NJPW next year or the year after that? Walter. I'll go Walter. Um, he just had a big match with uh, Ishii, Rev Pro, um, that the boys from London uh, attended. So, uh, and that was good. I felt bad because they were sending me like 965,000 text messages. Like, see, I, I kid you not. So I went to that NXS show. It was great. Um, not the real NXS, obviously, because uh, Michael, uh, rest in peace. Um, it's a tribute band, which was great. I had a great time, by the way, everyone. Thank you. Uh, but I was like kind of picking up people and driving down to the venue and all that nonsense. So in the meantime, they're sending me 5,000. Like I would put down my phone. I would read everything, but I can't respond. I'm driving or I'm doing something, right? And then uh, I would put down the phone and literally my phone would – I would look at it again. And there were 27 text messages. I'm like, oh, my God, dude. You're a fucking 12-year-old girl. <laughs> this stuff. Just, just typing away with the text messages. Uh, but yeah, they were giving me reports from that, and obviously a great match from Ishii and Walter. So that would be my answer. I would go Walter. How about you? It didn't ask me. So no, I want to know. I want to know. Next. I don't care what Wilfred wants. I want to know. All right, Wilfred, put your fingers in your ears because I'm going <laughs> to answer the question now. Wilfred, I'm I'm just messing with you. I I know you didn't mean that. Uh, I would like uh, New Japan. Mm. 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 Uh, it's got to be just saving someone from the WWE dumpster oh, fire. Okay, I'm just trying to think who who it would be. Um, probably Brian Danielson. 
Okay. That's... I think he is in most need of being saved from that mess. Yeah, that's not, that's that's not a bad one. You'd be doing uh you'd be doing a, a public service right there, that's for sure. Um that's not a, that's a good pick. I didn't even consider WWE uh, um, people, yeah. Maybe Andrade Almas as well. Oh, that's yeah. Uh, yeah. It'd be cool to see him mixing up with uh, LIJ. Yeah. No CM Punk, huh? <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. All right. There you go, Wilford. I don't know. He doesn't even count as a wrestler. When's the last time we wrestled a wrestling match? Oh, God. Over five years ago, I think, right? Yeah. I, Let's I, move on. A question I, from. Uh, yeah, you got, got another I just, hot take I, th- from it? I just think he could go. I really do. I think if uh, a motivated punk, I think he absolutely could could do it and do it uh, very well. And I think it would be exciting. And I think it would be just a monster moment and a big fuck you to the to the to the Fed. And I don't know. I just I I, I don't know why I'm a, I'm not I'm not obsessed with it. But I don't know why I'm kind of I don't really think that would be a real fucking moment, man. Uh, and a real big spotlight thing the jericho thing was big but madison square garden him hitting the ring oh i don't know something i would dig maybe i'm wrong maybe i'm off base but all right no you're right it would be huge but yeah anyway we discussed this right yeah uh john enright asked does cody take the u.s championship from juice and how can njpw ignore those who pin juice in the g1 my answer to the second question would be all the people that pin juice are above the u.s title so they have got a good reason for not going after it because they've got bigger fish to fry. Uh, so what do you think? Do you think Cody's taking the championship? I hope not. I do. I hope not. Um, it would be a nice win for Juice, wouldn't it? That would To kind of get some redemption and to kind of further show his growth because of the of the Tokyo Dome show, right? Um, again, he made mention in his interviews, you know, he's not the same Juice. And if you think you're seeing the same Juice, you're sadly mistaken i'm sure he threw a motherfucker in there somewhere um so i think it look i think a juice win would do more for juice um and i don't think cody is you know like going to politic his way to to make sure that doesn't happen i think he's the type of guy that 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 would would have no problem doing that um again i hope not because here's the thing I feel like Juice needs that belt and needs solid title defenses under his belt to help him. Cody doesn't need the IWGP US title. He doesn't need it. Um, he would look good with it, though. I think that belt, just something about the aesthetic of it, the colors, yeah. would really suit him. Yeah. Do you like that belt? I like it. I do, I do like that belt. Yeah. I it looks cool. Yeah. It reminds me a lot of it, just the aesthetic, as you as you said. Um it reminds me a lot of how different, like the old NWA TV title was with with the red leather, right? Um, I always loved that fucking belt, or like the Intercontinental title when it had different color leather, like the white. Um, I'm talking about the WWE one, or like the yellow, like when Ultimate Warrior had it. Like I like the different color leather. Um, I don't know why, and I like the white, the whiteness of the. Um, <laughs> I don't mean that in that way. You know what I mean? Uh, the whiteness and color. Of uh, the Intercontinental title. I like that a lot, too. So, um, I, I don't know. There's, just, there's just something. But I do like the U.S. title a lot. I do. I, I, I like the look of it. Okay, question from Estevan. 
for both Joel and Damon. Well, thank you, Esteban. NJPW and Bushiroad have had limited interaction with North American fandom over the years. Do you believe that they will ever create an official North American chapter of the New Japan fan club? What are your reasons for thinking either yes or no? This is something personally I would love to see because in terms of getting the quality seats for uh, big shows like Wrestle Kingdom and Dominion, the only show in town is basically being a member of the fan club which means you get first dibs on the tickets and to be a member of the fan club you've got to be a japanese resident you need a japanese address so it's going to be a bit of a pain for me this year sorting out my wrestle kingdom tickets again so if it were possible to be able to sign up for that without being a japanese resident i think that would definitely open up a lot of avenues so um what do you make yeah. this question now Esteban uh, just to pull back the curtain a little bit uh, I actually had a conversation an actual phone call shockingly enough with the said gentleman said gentleman was um, at Wrestle Kingdom last year and he introduced himself to me saying he was an avid listener and he uh, was a big fan and we shared a brew uh, at Cork and Hall and then, lo and behold, uh, I think it was at like a uh, a wave show or an ice ribbon show that we met. And then right afterward, that's where uh, we all went to. Like he just kind of clinged. You know how Fr- I tell the story about how Frazier kind of just kind of like part of the group. Cool, he's here. It's Frazier. You know, we we met Frazier, and he just kind of was like boop, stuck on like Velcro, um, which is awesome. Well, he, he did this as well, and then we went to. That that crazy underground pro wrestling show in a basement in the in like we don't even know where the fuck Tokyo, um, but it was in a basement and the, and the ropes were chains and there was like wrestling match and then uh, a comedian and then a stripper <laughs> like a like a pole dancer and then um, another match and it was just craziness in a bar it was just like there's maybe. 75 people at most in this. It was so much fun. We couldn't believe it. Um, He went to that. So anyway, anywho, we talked about me going to Wrestle Kingdom and blah, blah, blah. And uh, he was talking about how he felt the need for something like this. So he has a little bit of a vested interest in this question. So good job by him. He's a good fan and a a good guy. Um, Yes, I I think it would be a good thing. I, I, I think because here's the thing. To have one central location for the community of New Japan Pro Wrestling is one important, right? Because even though we feel like we have that, right, with with our little show, um, there are lots of other shows that have their own similar pockets. And there's people that listen to us that listen to others and, and the part of their community and, again, Reddit and, and everywhere. So there's all these little pockets of New Japan fandom that have been created. I like to think we're at the top of that, but that's all right. <laughs> um, uh, but there's all that. So to have someone one- hook me up with a Wrestle Kingdom ticket, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, I, listen. If you need help, let me know. I'll, I'll see if I can make some some uh, some contact. But understand that everybody is. So, Last so year, Mackie- I did, I did like, yeah. No, go ahead. I, I go was walking around making accounts with Lawsons, and I had to get my my Japanese friend Saki to help me and use her address and stuff, and it was. Just- massive pain in the ass so it is if someone can just be like hey joel i can get you a quality ticket for wrestle kingdom this is how much it costs 
I will uh, shoot you over the money, and you get to sit next to me at Wrestle Kingdom. Bonus. You know what? That's a that's a pretty great uh, that's a pretty great thing actually. You know what? Maybe if look, all right, let's do this. Let's see what kind of fandom we have out there. Let's see what what our fans can help us with. Um, let's help Joel Wrestle Kingdom. Right? He's going to need a ticket. And two it, tickets, ideally, but I'd settle for one. Two tickets. Let's 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 work for two. So. Uh, he, he listen. There's nobody more dependable than Joel. When I needed the, the money for the New York tickets, it was there in seconds. Um, so you'll get your money. He'll take care of it. You get to sit next to him. That'd be fucking cool, right? Your Wrestle Kingdom sitting next to Joel be fucking hilariously great. You'll have a great time. So if there is anyone that can help him, you know, slide in his DMs. Hmm? Hmm? Uh, and then uh, work it out. So help out Joel in his in his mission for a two for two tickets to Wrestle Kingdom. All right, that would help us tremendously. Thank you. Okay, excellent. Um, got some questions from your man Joel in London, who has sent a lovely photograph of him and the Dominator, the Great Ocon, and there's another gentleman here who, I apologise, I don't know who it is. Maybe Tom, maybe um, Tom Canning. Is he uh, kind of, you know, a little loss of hair? A little, uh, no? Maybe? No? Yeah, very okay. hunky. Yeah, that's that's, that's probably There are three hunky men in this picture. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so the, the caption here, who should be the next challengers for the Never Trios title? So there's a, a lovely photo of uh, Joel and Tom and the Great Okan here. And Joel also says, will Damon admit he was terribly wrong about the Dominator, the Great Okan? No. No. He, that, I can't get into that. Like, they went, they were sending me pictures from, he, he wrestled on this this last show with Walter and Ishii. Um, I, just, I, I, I can't. I think that, I think they saddled him with a really silly gimmick. It really isn't great. And again, it's like it's like 2018 Killer Con. Watch 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 Killer Con matches from like WWF circa 1983, and tell me that that is not the same pro wrestling style as the, the Great Open. You're wrong. He's he's amazing and it's ah! a great gimmick. Uh, next question from Benji. Uh, any thoughts on the upcoming Rev Pro TV tapings and British J-Cup? So the British J-Cup lineup is pretty good. We've got uh, Jushin Liger. Actually, I, am I looking at the right one here? No, I'm looking at last year's lineup. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. How embarrassing. Oh, my okay. goodness. Uh, have you seen anything about the British J-Cup? I, uh, okay, I've got it here. Okay, okay you got it. But, uh, but the only thing that I've seen is Liger. So, uh, and I think David Starr, right? Yeah, I say we've got Liger, Taguchi, uh, Rocky Romero, Chris Ridgway, Kyle Fletcher, Sho, Yo, Curtis Chapman, El Fantasmo, Rich Swan, Tiger Mask, Bandido, Dean Allmark, Flamita, David Stark, and Kushida. That looks pretty damn good to me. That's fucking good. I mean, that's 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 really fucking good. You you mean to tell me that placing isn't going to be sold out and rocking? That's that's a, that's good stuff. Yeah, I'm I'm digging that show right there. Cool. Me too. So if you are a British listener, get yourself down to the Bowlers Exhibition Centre in Manchester on September the 8th because it's going to be really great. Yeah, And then go to Salford Lads Club, right? You got to get, take your picture in front of that for the Smiths, you know, come on. That's, that's, a, that's a Manchester thing, right? And then you can go uh, at Liam Gallagher, Liam and Noel Gallagher's house, like his mom's house, still lives there. Peg lives there, right? And then you can go behind a little bit where they did the Shaker Maker video in the alley where they did the uh, the famous album cover for Definitely Maybe. The house is still there. You can go around the back and, and go in the alleyway. 
I'm just, I'm just I'm a, you can go on the bridge, which Joy Division bridge right there, right? I did the whole music tour in Manchester. It was fucking great. Um, but you went to the Gallagher's mum's house. Yeah. 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 Did you go inside the no. house? No. So. Okay. Uh, no, I didn't like knocking the door. No, but I went to Morrissey's house too. Like Morris, the, the house that Morrissey grew up in. Went to that fucking house. Um, so it was a tour. And the guy who ran the tour was the drummer for a band called Inspiral Carpets. But he passed away, um, like, recently. Um, I, I, think he, well, I think he committed suicide, I think. Um, but, uh, but, but he was a great guy. And it really fucking, like, I was in Bali at the time. When I got news. I was like, oh, what the fuck? Yeah, so he did a music tour. Um, and you would go to all these different stops. He would drive you around, and you would go to... Morrissey's house that he grew up in and you would go to again the Gallagher's house right um, where, where the mom still lives um, and you would go to South Lads Club where you know the famous uh, picture of the Smiths out in front um, that was one of those crazy moments of life where I was just like holy fuck I can't believe I'm here um, and all kinds of different other stops and then that same day, I had a tour of uh, Old Trafford, and later that night, I had a tour. <clears throat> I know, but wait, and then later, but I had a beat. You know what I mean? Like, like I don't necessarily support them, but like, um, like I felt like, oh my god, I had. Um, when am I ever going to be here again? I got to do that. But then I did. Uh, you literally I, support financially. You paid for a ticket. You gave them your money. You I supported did. them. I guess you got a good point. Um, but yeah, walked. Uh, you know, you get to walk on the pitch. You get the. And then, like, uh, then, then later. Did you take a shit on the pitch? <laughs> I, did, I did, did not. I did not. Um, but then I had to. Go, then I went to um, was it Ethiad Stadium? Is that what it's called for City? Right. Boo. Oh, double boo! All right, more booze. All right, well, I'm in Manchester. Where the fuck? I gotta, I gotta see these things, right? Um, and there you go. Um, I but, but during that same trip, I, I went to uh, uh, Arsenal Stadium. What is what is that called? Uh, is that um, What's the name of that fucking the Emirates? Stadium. Emirates. I'll yes. let you off then. I did okay. go there. Yeah, I did go there. Good um, man. You know, I'm not. I'm not. You know, whatever. I'm not. But I was in Man. Like I said, when am I ever going to be in Manchester? So literally, it was like a one day thing where I did 900 things and then took the train back to London that night. Um, just, just because I again, when was I ever going to be there? So it was great. I had a good time. Excellent. Um, question from uh, Sandy, Sandre the Giant. How long before we get a rematch of uh, Nakanishi and Nagata from last year? Because that match was awesome. <laughs> Let's pump the brakes there. <laughs> awesome? Um, it was it was surprisingly good. Um, when would we get that rematch? I mean, who knows? We'll- Stick it on a Lionsgate project. Yeah. Whatever those shows are called, I'll, I'll be down with it. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I mean... I, I really, really that of all, of all things you want to be excited about, that's what you're going to be excited about. Um, it was good, don't get me wrong, and, and again, surprisingly good at, at considering who was in the ring, Nakanishi, and all that. But yeah, um, put it on a Lions you know, Gate Lions Gate Pride show, <laughs> um, and yeah, well, that'd be fine, no problem. Okay, question from Aaron who says, uh, how Okada's redemption. At Champion Naito at Wrestle Kingdom is good slash bad for LIJ fans. Uh, can't really make sense of that. Maybe you can. And conjecture on if, with a healthy Shibata, this was earmarked as his year as G1 champion. Hard to say. Hard to say about the Shibata. I mean, 
he he was on fire prior right prior to that injury. Um you know, even though he came up short in in the in the title match, but you would you would figure that he was he would be in the mix for a lot of a lot of the top spots. Um yeah, that injury was 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 again devastating on multiple levels. But uh, you know, it's hard to say that this would would have been a year for that. Um, no, I don't understand the Lij question. So um, maybe <laughs> all right. Next then, right. Uh, okay. Uh, Nicholas asks, how much would you guys think a G one tour vacation would cost? Flights, tickets, accommodation, travel. So of course you'd be best asking uh, Fraser. Is it at Fraser Japan? Yeah. For the tickets and traveling costs. So just add on to what he says your flights and hotels and the answer is probably loads i would imagine that would cost you a lot of money if you want to go to what all the g1 shows if that's what he's proposing yeah it depends on what your accommodation needs are like if you want to stay in hostels okay great you could figure that out i ain't staying in a fucking hostel fuck that fuck that i did that when i went to japan for the first time last year never again damon yeah i can't imagine just hotels all the way yeah, bunk bunking with a bunch of people. No, um, yeah, I, I don't. I would that would drive me nuts. Um, and you know, there's a, an acoustic guitar somewhere. Ugh. <laughs> you know, just not for me. Uh, so I mean, I went to G one. Like, I don't know where they're coming from, though. Right. So for flights, I mean, if you're coming from, um, like I was coming from Newark, so direct flight Tokyo. I went to when I was there. I was like three nights at Corkin, and then three nights at Sumo Hall, and so I was there a little little longer than a week, probably closer to two. And I think it was like around, not including tickets. If you're including tickets, probably between all that hotel and everything, probably like around three grand U.S. or you know maybe even a little bit more. Probably around there, um, but yeah, if you're doing the whole thing, I mean, you're. I mean, I would think you're looking at you because know, you got to eat. Um, you want to go out? Do you want to go out? Um, I, I would think f- five. You would really kind of want, and especially if it's your first time in Japan. You you're gonna want to buy shit, right? You're gonna want to fucking bring shit home. Um, I'm I'm gonna say five grand. I'm going to say 5,000 US. Yeah, the annoying thing for me is that the uh, the school I work at, school starts at the beginning of August, which means that going to the G1 finals is it's not off the table. I mean, I can take a couple of personal days to go and see that. Maybe I'll try and do that next year. But then I, I try and save my personal days for Wrestle Kingdom. So, yeah, I, I, I don't know about G1s. Yeah, maybe I'll try next year. It's it's, but I will say this though: it is so fucking unbelievably hot, weather wise. And, and again, my like Dominion was sweltering. I, I can't imagine what it's like. I'm telling you what, Joel, I, it really saps your energy to do anything else, right? So you go to the shows, and again, it unless you're staying in like fucking Akihabara, um. Where it's close to the, the the stop for sumo, you know you're you're waiting on a platform. You're sweating your fucking balls off. You get in an air conditioned train, which is nice. 
Um, but then you're walking to the venue and you're waiting in line. And I'm telling you, you are baking and it kills you, you, any like want to do anything else. Like you have enough energy to go to the shows and then that's it. And again, you're going to some of these shows where the actual arena, it doesn't have what you would call North American air conditioning, right? They, it's not like you're, you know, there's a big difference. There's a big difference between their idea of air conditioning and some jerk off from Philadelphia's idea of air conditioning. Um, you, it's it, unless you really enjoy the heat, you're going to be uncomfortable, uh, and that might be the main reason why I I don't do G1 because it's just unbelievable. The wrestling is some of the greatest I've ever seen. The fucking heat, and again, we get very humid summers here in Philadelphia. Like our, we get up to you know we our, our ninety degrees for weeks is not uncommon, right? Ninety degrees Fahrenheit. I don't know what the fuck that is Celsius. Um, and humidity. We do get a lot of humidity, but I promise you, I swear on my life, there is nothing like middle of August or you know beginning of August, end of July, summertime heat in Tokyo. It is fucking. Brutal, and they just got done some of the most some record breaking heat last year. Um, I don't know what the fuck they're going to do for the Olympics. I'm going to be truthful. I don't think people understand what the fuck they're getting themselves into. The athletes, I, can you imagine running a marathon in that fucking just baking heat? Oh my god! Well, God bless them. Well. You know, I did live in Bangkok for two years, so I guess I'm pretty used to that kind of heat. And, and Shaman is tropical as well. Mm. I did a sprint distance triathlon, actually, when I was in Bangkok. But then you got a bit of swimming thrown into there. so that uh, And it was it starts very early in the morning, so that mitigated the heat somewhat. Ooh. But, uh, yeah, I can't imagine sitting in sumo hall for three hours sweating mm. my ass off. And especially unpleasant. And, well, again, now they're in Budokan, which is nice, but... Again, keep in mind that sumo hall, those seats, I, I complain about them all the time. Unless you're sitting in the second level with regular seats. And again, they're, they're, they're made for a Japanese audience. You don't have those husky thighs. Um, you're sitting on those, those, those sumo benches, bo- those boxes. And it's basically sitting on your kitchen floor for four hours, cross-legged, right? Like for, for two nights, there was me and another guy. And then one night, uh, no, for one night, there was me and another guy. So you could stretch out a little bit, stretch your legs, and bring them back in. And wasn't you know your when your ass falls asleep, you know you can kind of shinny a little bit. Second night was me and a uh, and a couple a guy and a, a guy and a girl um, shared a box. And then the finals, it was four four guys sitting cross legged. And I I told the story many times. I I, I didn't sit in the seats. I I kind of for the finals, I roamed around the arena and just like stood in various sections and then at the finals i just went down and said i i I can't fucking i'm going down and sitting down sorry everyone and i fucking oh my god it was i couldn't wait for that match to get over (laughs) so uncomfortable uh but yeah which g1 final was that uh tanahashi nakamura or tanahashi one uh, all right, so next question then, Christopher asks, where do you see the end game of the Bullet Club? I get that they're a cash cow, but the current course they're on is going to end up being like the NWO, which is sad. How would you freshen up, or is it already too late? Just blow it up. They're not going to blow it up. 
because you're exactly right. It is a cash cow, and when it stops being a cash cow is when they should blow it up, but they'll probably milk it for another buck or two. It's pro wrestling. Um, we don't learn from our mistakes. <laughs> uh, uh, to me, it's tired, right? To me, it's not one of those things that I think has the juice that it once had. Um, look, truth be told, I'm never really a big fan of Bullet Club shit. But I understand that what they were, and, and for many North American fans, Bullet Club was the gateway into New Japan Pro Wrestling. So I get it. Uh, if I'm them, I, 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 I throw a grenade on it and blow it up, but um, they're going to milk it for every dollar they can. And, and it doesn't feel like it, that's slowing down anytime soon, especially here. I mean, you know, Hot Topic Villain Club and Hangman Page Club and fucking you name it club. So it is what it is. It and might... it's always the people in Bullet Club shirts who hate me and want to punch me in the throat. Yeah. Yeah. It, I mean, <laughs> it doesn't shock me, right? I'm sure they want to fucking punch me in the throat too. Uh, I'll fight anybody. I'll fight you. I'll fight you all. Um, I don't care. No, I, uh, I reckon there's the different sort of the fans of the different factions hate and love us in, in different ways. Yeah. Yeah. I, I reckon... I, gonna, I would say I think Lij fans are okay with me, but then again, I, I'm not a massive Naito stan, so maybe not. I think Suzuki Goon fans. I'm, I'm pretty generous with Suzuki Goon. If you're a Suzuki Goon fan, I think you and I are cool. Yeah. How about Chaos? I think Chaos fans. You, you you're all right with them? There aren't any Chaos fans, Damon. Don't oh my goodness. <laughs> that's, that's a very good point. Uh. Yeah, I think I think the most Wilfred's. Oh, go on, mate. Okay, what does Wilfred got? What what's he got? Well, was, Wilfred's would like to see Kenny stay, turn on Kota, and revive the whole Bullet Club. Nah, we can do better than Bullet Club. We can do better than Bullet Club. I'm I'm kind of I'm not feeling the Bullet Club anymore. I haven't felt it in years. I understand why they're there, but let's 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 not let's not jumpstart Bullet Club. Let's let's let that kind of fade away, please, please. I'm Just begging. Put a you. Bullet in their heads. Yeah, you go. There you go. All right, what else we got? Patrick says, with Hiromu sidelined, do you think NJPW would look to add a new member to LIJ to fill them out while he recovers? I would say no. I don't think you should mess around with LIJ. I think it is very nicely balanced as it is. I agree. And I think adding someone would be cheapening it and, and cheapening Hiromu's uh, absence. I agree 100% with that. Um, I th- the dynamic of the group is is solid. It's it's It feels like a gang. Like it feels like a like a... You know, it feels like your favorite pop group, right? I like Simon and I like John. You know, I like the Spice Girls of right. NJPW. It really, it really. I, I mean, for 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 which is your favorite Spice Girl? I was I was a big um, who was I a bit um, uh, all right, let's name them first. Sporty, right? Uh, let me see if I can do Sporty. Um, I should fucking know this, right? Um, Sporty Spice, Baby Spice. Um, um, I don't. That's all I got. What else we got? Who else? Five seconds. Would it take me less than five seconds to do that? Go ahead, do it. Sporty baby, ginger, ginger. posh, and scary. Scary. I don't want to be scary. Um, I would go ginger spice. I, I, I'm, I'm a, I'm a fan of the ginger spice of all of them. Yeah, that's that's my wheelhouse. Hmm. 
I don't know which, but I, I went through phases when I was a young lad. Yeah. I was well into the Spice Girls. I loved them really? when I was little. Who's, what's your, what's your, what's your yeah. favourite? What's your favourite song? Because um, I got mine. There was uh, a song, I think it was on their first album, called Love Thing. They, they never released it as a... Uh, single, but that was my favorite. That was your, mine. Is stop right now. I don't know where it's. Thank you. You know what song I'm talking about, right? Oh come on! Don't tell me you don't fucking know that song. Stop. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. Okay, okay, good. That make me feel like a fucking idiot. Um, I like Spice Girls. I don't have a problem with the Spice Girls. I mean, they are what they are. They're just a fucking manufactured pop group. There's every every generation has had one, whether it be. Uh, you know, your monkeys or your, uh, you know, new kids on the block or your fucking in sync. You know, they're all every every generation needs a, uh, a good, solid, poppy uh, thing that the kids can listen to. So I got no problem with that. I know what it is. I know what it is. I know what it is. So it's, it doesn't offend me in the least. We're really covering a, a broad spectrum here. Yeah, tonight. I'm enjoying this show a lot. Me too. Okay, uh, question from Brian. What do you think a typical day for Antonio Inoki is nowadays? Is he training, carving wood, watching soap operas? What is the founder of NJPW doing now that he's retired? Now, I think he's operating uh, at least 10 of these burner accounts on Twitter with all the Inokis <laughs> and memes, personally. Yeah, me too. And I, and I can point to a few. <laughs> yeah, I think you might be right. That and ironing red scarves is, 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 is his entire day. Uh, burner accounts on Twitter for Nokiaism and ironing red scarves. And, uh, I see him around though. Like he'll, like you kind of see him, um, where was he at? Was he at Ricky Dozen's grave or, um, I forget. I saw him recently uh, in a picture, but he's always wearing the same like white shirt, black jacket thing. And the, and the red scarf, he's, that's his gimmick. Um, he is what he is. He's a, he's an icon. Um, you know, and there was, there was no one bigger in the eighties, and, and he helped make him that way. <laughs> he made he made himself he made himself a star. The old Dusty Rhodes theory. So, uh, all right, good for him. Nathan asks any confirmation if there'll be a junior tag league this year. I'd love to see ACH and Dragon League back in New Japan as well as Volador Junior. Now, I think they do a, a junior tag tournament mm-hmm. towards the end of the year mm-hmm. leading into power struggle if i'm not mistaken so i would assume they do the same again this year yeah um which uh well, i guess there's some space there for some interesting new teams uh, i wonder if your man flip gordon is going to be back um maybe you know flip ach that could be a fun little team well, what do you say to the junior tag action i like it the end of the year? it's fine um, I, I think they definitely will have it. I don't see why not. Um, yeah, and you'll, the, all the names that they mentioned well, would certainly get at least an invitation, right? Uh, depending upon their schedule. I think ACH is definitely one of those people um, who likes to be brought in during those times. I think Flip would probably be on that list as well. Volador, absolutely. Vol, excuse me, Junior uh, would be on that list, that short list. So, yeah, I mean, I don't see why they wouldn't. It's 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 not a it's it's a decent enough time gives people something to do something to look forward to uh, in a little bit of a dry area so yeah no problem uh the boat says do you think there's a way to convince wrestlers to join njpw instead of the evil fed i guess this just comes down to 
financial security versus creative freedom. Although I think there's something to be said for uh, the very grueling lifestyle and schedule of working for the WWE main roster where you're on the road most of the year and that really takes a toll on you physically um, despite you know the comparisons you might make about the differences in the in-ring style with New Japan you have a grueling tour but then you get a lot of time off and you can go back and see your family or whatever so I guess those are the the main ish the main factors really about how much you're getting paid how much creative freedom you want and how much time are you happy to spend on the road away from your family. Right. And it also depends a lot on 